The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Hey everybody, good morning. Welcome, welcome to Coastal Community Church. Great to have you with us today. Uh, I am Pastor Chris. Welcome uh, to this uh, dreary, soggy, wet uh, Memorial Weekend. But uh, isn't it awesome to all be together in one service? That's kind of cool today. Um, Woo, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, It's it's really cool because typically any time in the history of our church that we've uh, been in one service, uh, we've been outside underneath a big tent. So aren't you glad that we're not outside in a big tent? So... That's really great. And we got one service, so I'm going to preach for like an hour today. It's awesome. No, not going to do that, I promise. If I were to ask you this morning to describe your life in, in one word, think about that for a second. What would you say? What, you don't have to answer out loud, but just think to yourself, what word would describe you and your life? Fun, uh, busy, crazy. Uh, how about this? How about the word focused? How about the word purposeful? You ever think about that? Would that describe your life maybe? You know, I really believe that one of the secrets to uh, success and fulfillment in life, and really in, in all areas of life, is really just understanding and living out God's purposes for your life. I, I think the secret to effectiveness in life, uh, in, in church, in your family, in business, is, is being focused and understanding your purpose. In fact, think about Jesus just for a second. In fact, in John 17, 4, near the end of his earthly ministry, uh, he, he, say, he said this. He said, and he's talking to God, it's kind of in a prayer. He says, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So here's, you know, here's Jesus, the Son of God, basically saying, God, I, I brought you glory during my time here on this earth by completing the things that you gave me to do, by completing the mission, the task that you had for me. Now, as followers of Jesus, obviously, everybody in this room, we're all interested in doing that, in bringing glory uh, to God. So how do we do that? Well, the same thing. It's by completing whatever work, whatever mission God has for you to complete. In fact, the Apostle Paul said the same thing, basically. He had the same sense of drive, the same sense of, of purpose. In fact, listen to what he said in Acts chapter 20. He said, I only want to complete my mission and finish the work the Lord Jesus gave me to do. Now, let me ask you a question, though. Because I know, you, you know, that's, that's Jesus and, and uh, that's the Apostle Paul. So is having a purpose... Is, is having, you know, a mission in life, is that kind of just reserved for, you know, a special select few, you know, the spiritual giants of the world, like, like Jesus or, or the Apostle Paul or other people like that? I mean, is living with purpose just for those people and not for everybody else? Well, listen to Ephesians chapter 1. I love it out of the message paraphrase. Listen to this. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for, okay? So first of all, he says, in Christ, in other words, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, it's in him that we, that we discover who we truly are and what our purpose for life is, what we're living for. And then he says this, long before we even first heard of Christ, he, God, 
had his eye on us. Now listen to this. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. So, before you were born, this is amazing. God had his eye on you. God had his designs for you. Concerning the life that he wants you to live. The the purposes he wants you to live for. He's saying that, that your life, our lives, are a part of this overall big picture. That God is working in everything, in everyone. And, and that's what I want us to talk about today. We're kind of in between series of uh, this week. We, we finished up last week, um, The Power of Words. And uh, by the way, if you want to uh, check out any of our messages and all the stuff that's happening here at Coastal, uh, believe it or not, we have an app. So I, I talked to somebody this past week and they're like, What? Coastal has an app? I can't believe that. And uh, they've been coming here to Coastal for a little while, and they just, maybe they hadn't heard that. So if you're looking for a way to easily uh, download our, or just listen to our messages, you can do that. Uh, we have like a year's worth of messages and our announcements, my Friday Five. You can, you can read the Bible there on, on our app. So uh, just wherever you buy or wherever you get apps for your smartphone, uh, ours is free. Uh, just do a search for Coastal Community Church of Charleston, and, uh, and you'll find it. Um, so, today though, I want to talk about uh, our purpose, our purpose for living. I want to talk about your purpose as an individual, our, our purpose as a church. What designs does God have in mind for you? What designs does God have in mind for us as a people, for our, for our church? Or, or maybe even to put it more practically, what do you believe that God wants to do with your life? You know, that's probably one of the most common questions that I get uh, as a pastor. It's usually not some deep theological question. Probably the most common question is, what's God's will for my life? Now, I'm not talking about goals today. You know, most Americans, we're, we're great at, uh, at making goals, at setting goals. But I think sometimes we're kind of lousy at, at really perceiving and pursuing a life mission with, with a sense of, of purpose. What I mean is you ask somebody, you know, hey, what's your purpose in life? And, and for the most part, I think people would just kind of give you a goal. You know, I, I want to graduate. You know, depending on their age or their season of life, you'll, you'll hear things like, I want to graduate. Uh, I want to land a good job. Uh, I want to find a man or a woman, you know. I, uh, I want to buy a nice house. Uh, I want to earn a comfortable living. We, we want to have kids. I want to retire. I mean, th- those are all goals, and there's nothing wrong with any of them. But I don't think they're a life mission. In fact, you can have a lot of goals and not really understand what your mission in life is, not really understand why God made you, what your, what your purpose is. But I see that as one of my primary purposes as a pastor. You know, before Coastal was ever started, before we were ever in existence, before Jan and I ever uh, moved back to Charleston to start Coastal, uh, I spent a lot of time in prayer just, you know, seeking God, asking God, you know, finding out, you know, God's direction for the purpose and the mission of our church. And again, I, st- I really believe that that is one of my uh, primary uh, functions as a pastor, something that I'm consumed with, you know, to, to hear from God, his purposes for our church, his direction, and then to clearly, passionately, regularly communicate that, you know, to our church and, and to keep us focused on that purpose, to, to keep us focused on that mission. One of the things that I've learned over the years is that you cannot over-communicate purpose. You can't over-communicate mission. 
Now, why is that? Well, uh, left to ourselves, we forget things. How many of you are, are somewhat forgetful? You know, forgetful people. How many of you, like, on a regular basis, lose your keys, lose the remote control? I mean, we forget little things, and we also forget big things, don't we? I mean, in fact, okay, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll, let you, I'll tell you this as well. Uh, one of the weddings that, I'm, that I've got today, I went to the wedding rehearsal yesterday, and the bride lost her engagement ring. And I know everyone, oh, you know, and, uh, and I saw it earlier in the week. I got together with a couple and met with them uh, earlier this past week. And it's a whopper of a ring, too. I mean, I, I saw it. And uh, she went to have her nails done, you know, uh, yesterday and put it in her purse. And now it's gone. She can't find it. She has no idea what, what she did with it. And uh, so, again, we, we lose little things. We forget little things. But we also lose or forget uh, big things. Um, left to ourselves. You know, we, we just get easily distracted. We're like squirrels sometimes. You ever watch a squirrel? I mean, it's like, you know, nut, squirrel, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, it's all over the place. And sometimes we're just like that, aren't we? We're, we're just easily distracted. And sometimes we will settle for good instead of living at God's best and living and, you know, and fulfilling the purposes and the mission that he has for us. Now, over the years here at Coastal, uh, our methods have changed. You know, we've done different things and had different, you know, events. And we've done, we, our, our location has changed multiple times, you know. We've met, uh, for the first 14 years of our church, we set up and broke down every single Sunday as a portable church. And uh, we met in mainly three different locations over that time. And we moved here. And, and then from there, we moved here. And, and so we've, uh, our, our methods have changed. Our location has changed. But one thing that has never changed in the history of our church, 26 years now, is our purpose, our mission. Our purpose and our mission has never changed from the very beginning. And since today, you know, we're all together for one service, at least those of you who brave uh, the weather and who aren't out of town uh, for Memorial Weekend, we're all together. You ever, you ever grow up in a family and every so often the family called one of those family meetings, you know, or it's good to kind of get some things out in the air or talk about some things that the whole family needed to talk about. Well, today we're all together. And so I'm calling a family meeting and nobody's in trouble. Don't worry about that. I just felt like it'd be a good, good chance between last series and before we start at the movies next Sunday to, uh, to remind ourselves some things and to talk about uh, some important stuff and talk about the purpose and and the mission of our church. And today, again, I just want to be crystal clear uh, and remind all of us, you know, why do we exist as a church? What is our purpose? What is our mission? And then how do we practically live that out? How is that expressed here at Coastal? In fact, here at Coastal, we call this our life statement. You know, uh, years ago in business and, uh, you know, really 20, 30 years ago, it became very uh, popular, it became very uh, big in, in, in businesses to develop a mission statement and a purpose statement, and churches kind of caught on to that, and I think that's great. Well, we very simply just call this our life statement. Here it is. This is why we exist. This is our purpose as a church. Coastal exists to share and experience the life of Jesus. That's it. That's our purpose. That's, that's, our, that's our mission. Je- this, this is what we believe here at Coastal. Jesus is life. Jesus is life. And we exist, our mission, we, our purpose is to share Jesus with people who don't know him yet. In fact, we really believe that until you have a relationship with Jesus, and I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about a personal relationship with him, life is not going to make sense. 
In fact, you're really not even living. You're just existing until you know God and fulfill the purposes he has for your life. You're just existing. In fact, Jesus said this in John 10.10. Listen to this. He said, I have come that you might have religion. It doesn't say that, does it? What's he say? I've come that you might have what? Life. Come on, Coastal, say it out loud. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You see, we want everyone to experience the abundant, full, complete life found only in Jesus. We believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. It's it's not a a political party. It's not a political candidate. Uh, It's Jesus. Jesus is the, the hope of the world. And our job as followers of him is to love people to him. We say this a lot here at Coastal. We don't just go to church. Coastal, we what? We We are the church. We are the church. And we're on a mission. And that mission is to share Jesus as creatively, as consistently, as passionately with as many people as possible. Why? Why? I I mean, why is sharing life our purpose, our mission? Well, it's simple. Because people are either dead in their sin or they're alive in Jesus. You see, this, this is not a self-help group that we come together. This is not about, you know, uh, uh, you know just improving our, our behavior. People are in need of a resurrection today. You know, people are either dead in their sin or they're alive in Jesus. There is no in-between. It, it's just one or the other. Don't you see, listen, for us, for our church, it is a life or death issue. And when you really think about the word life and all that it means and all that it brings with it, it brings, it definitely brings with it a sense of urgency, right? Because again, you're either dead or you are alive. In fact, Jesus said in John 14, 6, listen, this is Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the what? Life. There it is. There's that word again, the life. And he said, no one will ever come to the Father except through me. Again, it's life or death. And because of that, we are to build relationships, build friendships, and share Jesus with people who don't know him. We're to show people. In fact, where you, you live where you live for a reason. You work in your workplace for a reason or for a season so that you can show those people what a follower of Jesus looks like. And then point those people to Jesus. You know, so listen, stop complaining about your job. Stop complaining where you live, where you work. It's just possible that God has you where he has you for a reason, for a season, so you could show those people what a follower of Jesus looks like. Not yell and scream and, 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 and point and preach and judge, but love and serve and show what a, what a follower of Jesus, and love people to Jesus. And then get this, once those people, once we cross the line of faith, it doesn't stop there. We want everybody then to experience, what do we say at Coastal Exists? To share and experience the life of Jesus. We want everybody then to experience that abundant, full, complete life that Jesus talked about in John 10, 10. Again, we exist, Coastal exists to share and experience the life of Jesus. Now, what does that look like though here at Coastal? I mean, how is that expressed? How is that life lived out in our church? Well, you might not be aware of this, but uh, if you haven't been in our, uh, through our membership class in a while, the word life is actually an acrostic. 
an acrostic. And it kind of, it kind of shows, it represents five purposes of the church. I know life only has four letters, but I'll explain that here in a second. But, um, but it represents, it kind, of, it kind of shows or explains how that life is expressed here. And, and what that looks like for our church here at Coastal. So let's take a look. At Coastal, we share and experience life by loving God and loving people. So there's the two, okay? So loving God and people. That's what the L stands for, loving God and, and loving people. Now let's start right with loving God first and foremost. Now what do I mean by that, loving God? Well, here's what I mean. I mean another word for that would be worship. Worship. In fact, Matthew 4.10, Jesus said, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. We, we believe here at Coastal, that's, that's how we express life. That's where that abundant, full life comes from. It, it, it comes through worship. Now, here's a simple but a very profound definition of worship. Let me, let me say, it is expressing your love to God. Expressing your love to God. Pretty simple, right? Expressing your love to God. Now, in fact, the great commandment, what, what usually Christians refer to in the Bible as the great commandment, uh, is found in Matthew chapter 22. And basically, uh, some people were kind of quizzing Jesus and confronting Jesus and asking him, you know, what he thought were the, the greatest commands of Scripture. And this is how Jesus re- replied. This is what he said. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, expressing your love to God. Now, let me ask you a question. You ready? If, if worship is expressing your love to God, when and where can we worship? What's the answer? Where, where, when? Anywhere, everywhere, right? And yet so many times when you talk to people about worship, they usually think about worship as a particular place or you know, at a particular time. That's, that's not worship. Worship is a lifestyle. You know, but, but let, me, let me ask you this, though. But, okay, if, if worship is a lifestyle, and you can worship God anywhere, any place. So then, well, where does Sunday mornings fit into that definition of worship? I mean, can we worship God at St. Mattress? You know, I mean, like, I mean, if, if worship is a lifestyle, then why, why is Sunday morning important? Or, better yet, is it really important at all? Now, at Coastal, we believe it is. But follow me, and I want you to hear this. I really want you to get this today. We believe it is important, but not, not like the Pharisees, okay? Not, not so like the Pharisees, you could, you know, check it off of your, you know, spiritual to-do list. Okay, just the opposite, in fact. We're all here today because we, because we love God. We love Him. In fact, we're here today because this is the weekly gathering of those who love God. It is an extension of our worship. We're going to sing to the one who is above all others. We're going to pray to him. We're going we're to dig into God's word, which, by the way, has, is the only thing that has the power to change life. We're going to take communion, which reminds us of the resurrected, what, life of Jesus we're going to, not only that, but we are going to encourage you to bring your friends and your family and your co-workers here because we're going to lift up Jesus, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the what? Life. And because of that, people are going to cross over here from death to life. I mean, 
if you were given the opportunity, you know, you're, let's say, uh, guys, you know, uh, your wife is, you know, having a baby, and uh, you are told that you have the opportunity to be there when your child is born. I mean, wild horses couldn't drag you away, right? I mean, because you have the opportunity to see and experience what? Life. Man, that's how I feel about this place. About our gathering. I mean, I, I honestly can't understand how, why you would want to miss it. I, I, I can't fathom how, how people could make it to work on Monday, but won't sacrifice everything to be here on Sunday. I mean, don't you see? I, that's why I can't understand how people can go to the beach or a ball game but won't do everything in their power to be here at the, the weekly gathering of those who love and worship God so that we could see and experience life. And listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about non-believers. I don't expect them to feel that way. I don't expect them to act that way. But for those of us who say we worship God, who call ourselves followers of Jesus, man, our attitude should be one of excitement and expectation and anticipation. And therefore at Coastal, listen, we don't argue here about music style or preferences or engaging our culture or the volume of the music. Listen, those are settled issues here. But, let's talk about that for just a second. If someone were to ask me, you know, what is our uh, corporate worship style here at Coastal? And why is it, you know, what it is? You know, would, would you have an answer for that? I mean, could you explain, you know, what our, what our style is here at Coastal and why we do what we do here as far as our, our style, our, our corporate gathering worship style? Because I don't know if you know this or not, but at a lot of churches, that's a point of contention. I mean, at some churches, they actually have these things called worship wars. You know, it's this battle between, you know, uh, traditional and contemporary and liturgical. And I mean, all, I mean, people are just fighting and leaving churches all, over the, you know, all, all across the board. All that's a settled issue here, okay? Let me explain. Here's how I would define our, our worship style. I'll write this down if you're taking notes, by the way. That's why we provide that little outline for you. Coastal style, three words. Contemporary, culturally relevant, and Christ-centered. That's it. That's our style here. It is contemporary. Hey, we make no bones about it. Um, but, but let me explain why for a second. You know, believe it or not, um, our worship service is not geared toward people like me. Okay? It's not geared toward people who have been in church all their life and a little bit older. Now, if you're as old as me or older, deal with it. Okay? Um, but here's why. We're trying to reach people of a younger generation who don't go to church. And we want the music here to be of a nature and of a style that would be conducive to them and their experience. Now, uh, let me explain that even a little bit further. You know, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know, been in church your whole life and you're a little bit older that you don't matter or we don't care about you. But let me ask you this. If a church is not constantly trying to reach the next generation of people and the next generation that doesn't, that staying away from church in droves, what will happen to that church eventually? It's going to die. It's going to die. Now, let me say this. I also believe, by the way, that it takes all types of churches and all types of styles to reach all types of people. You know, there's not one way. There's not one right way or wrong way. 
You know, this is just the way that we've chosen, and we're okay with it, and we understand it. Hey, guess what? It's going to be loud. My, my son used to wear a shirt that said, if it's too, too loud, you're too old, okay? I mean, now, l- l- let me say something to you. You know, believe it or not, everybody look back there in the back. Uh, see, Chris, Chris Ray knew, wave. Wave your hands up in the air, just like you don't care. Anyway, he's back there. Point, point to me, right there next to Patty, I think, is what? We actually have earplug dispenser, an earplug for you. You might not realize, if it ever gets too loud, walk right back there and uh, put those in your ear and lift your hands to the Lord and say, you don't care, you know, you can't hear anything anyway, you know, just, but we are who we are for a reason. Listen, I grew up with hymns. I mean, I grew up in in, in a church where we sang the first, second, and last verse of every hymn. I don't know what happened to the third verse. I don't know if that was of Satan or something, but we just always skipped right over number three. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, I'm used to, I'm used to pews, you know, uh, but you know, we've chosen to be a contemporary church, to reach people. We're also culturally relevant. And that just means simply that we want people to come here on a Sunday morning and be able to take something with them throughout the week that makes sense, that can be applied to their life every day. And we're going to push the envelope. We'll do that periodically. You know, in fact, we say here at Coastal, we will do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus. You know, because why? why? Well, it's a life or death matter. It's a life or death issue here at Coastal. You're either alive in, your sin, alive in Christ or you're dead in sin but we're always going to be Christ-centered. We will not water down the message. We will point people to Jesus. We will dig into God's word. We will be, full, we will be a church that is full of grace and truth. You know, we're, we're not going to water things down here. You're going to get a, a Bible, Jesus-centered message here at Coastal. But don't, don't confuse style with, with substance. Don't think because we have a particular style here that somehow we're lacking in substance. That's not the truth. We are contemporary, culturally relevant, and Jesus-centered. Now, let me say this, though. Truthfully, style doesn't matter. Style doesn't matter. Now, again, I think, I, I think we should know why we do what we do. I think we should understand the purpose behind it. And I think we should be clear. But you know what? It's just a style. It's, it's just one particular preference. And everybody in this room, by the way, You all have a preference. Raise your hand if you prefer country music. Raise your hand, country music lovers. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. I know you do. You kick your dog and drink a beer. Whatever, you know that song. I don't know. Okay, raise your hand if you like jazz. Raise your hand. That's a preference, you know. Raise your hand if you like pop music. Pop music, you know. uh, Katy Perry, you big Katy Perry. Whatever, I don't know. Um, You got any believers here? Believers? Um, uh, Or, you know, um, anyway, everybody has a style. Everybody has a preference. But, listen to this quote. It's there on your outline. One mark of maturity is being willing to set aside your own personal preferences and even your position, by the way, for the sake of purpose. How about are you willing to do that? Well, my preference is not these movable chairs. My preference is not to worship in a gym with the lights down. My, my preference is not loud contemporary music. Well, let me ask you something, though. Would you be willing to set aside your own personal preferences for the sake of reaching somebody for Jesus. You see, I think we ought to be able to worship anywhere, anytime, anyplace, with any style. Because we are worshipers. In fact, you should never walk out of here on a Sunday morning ever thinking, well, I didn't get anything out of that today. Who said you were supposed to? It's not about you. It's about God. And honoring him. 
And then doing whatever we can to reach people who are dead, who don't know Jesus. Which that brings us to the second part of the the, the L. Uh, L also stands for loving people. Loving people. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, ministry. Here's a simple, easy definition of ministry. It's meeting needs in love. Meeting needs with love. In fact, Ephesians 2.10 says it this way. For we are God's workmanship. And I love one translation of that verse. It says, we are God's uh, uh, design. We are God's design. Created in Christ Jesus to make a decent living, retire and die. That's not what it says, is it? I do that all the time, don't I? I know that. Anyway, just making sure you're awake and you're paying attention. It says, we were created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God actually prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, you were created by God to love and to serve other people, to give your life in ministry and service to others. In fact, the second part of the great commandment, remember where Jesus was asked, what's the greatest command? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then he said, and the second is like it, Matthew twenty two thirty nine, love your neighbor as yourself. What's he saying there? Well, he's saying exactly what we're saying here in, in, in the letter L, love God and love people. That, that's worship, that's ministry. That, that's, how we, that's how we share and experience life. In fact, if Coastal is your home, you ought to be able to answer this question. Where is my ministry? Where do I serve? Now listen, we will never, ever, ever apologize for challenging anyone, encouraging you, challenging you to serve, to get involved, to find a place of ministry. Why? Well, you know, is it because people are tired here and we're getting burned out and we've got spots to fill? Absolutely not. Listen, don't you see? Because that is where life is found. In fact, Jesus said it this way. He says, if you cling to your what? What's the word again? Your life, if you cling to your life, if you try to hoard your life, if you try to keep your life to yourself, he says, you will lose it. But if you're willing to give up your life for me, you'll find it. What's he saying? He is saying that you find true life. You know, you want meaning? You want to find your purpose and mission in life? He says one of the ways you find it is you find it by giving yours away. By serving other people. So here's the challenge for you today. You know, if you're not serving, if you can't answer that question, join a life team. From here on out, this is what we're going to call our ministry teams here at Coastal. Life teams. Why? Because that's where you find and experience life. You know, our, uh, think about it for a second. First impressions? What's that? That's one of our life teams. Join, join our first impressions team. Join a life team. Why? Because if you do that, if, you, if you're willing to give your life away in serving and loving other people, Jesus says, you'll find life. Coastal kids, life. That's where life is found. Vacation Bible school, you know, in your bulletin today, again, we got that little uh, VBS insert, that little yellow sheet, I, I think it's there this morning, in, in your bulletin. Uh, what is that? Why are we asking you to join, you know, to sign up for VBS? Well, because, you know, it just takes so many people to do it and, you know, it, it, it's not going to be a good VBS. No, 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 no. Because that's where life is found. Join the security team, literally, to help me protect my life. No, anyway, um, you know, the cafe, life. These, these are all places to, 
you know, to, to serve and love, love God by loving other people. But we are to love and serve people, not just here, though, in this building or that building or on Sunday mornings, but just like worship, we're to do it everywhere. Every place, because your primary position as a follower of Jesus is one of a servant. You're a servant. I'm a servant. In fact, in Mark 10, 45, Jesus said it like this. He said, for even I, the son of man, I came here not to be served. And you think, you know, that maybe he would, right? But no, he said, I I didn't come here to be served, but I came to serve others. And to give my life as a ransom for many. In other words, if Jesus, the Son of Man, came to serve people, what's your excuse? You know, every one of us, we are all going to have an end. And we are all going to stand before God one day. And we're going to give an answer. We're going to be held accountable to two questions. Question number one. What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus? Because Jesus is life. And if you get that answer right, here's the second question that we're all going to be held accountable for. What did you do with everything else that God gave you? I mean everything. You and I own nothing. You know, we've just been given, you know, know, your, your time, your money, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, everything. It was all given to you by God. And he wants to know, how did you leverage it? How did you use all of that stuff that he gave you for kingdom purposes? How did you express love? How did you meet needs in this world, in this church, and outside of this church in love? Listen again, you know, maybe you're here today and you're not, you weren't really prepared for thinking about, you know, the purpose of the church and you're kind of new and, and all that. But let me ask you something. You want to find yourself? You know, you're looking for meaning and purpose in this life. I promise you, it's found in loving God and loving people. It's found in expressing love to the one who created you. It's found in in serving and loving others. But it's also found in imitating Jesus. Jesus. Becoming more and more like him. In fact, that's what the letter I stands for. On your bulletin and your outline, uh, it stands for imitating Jesus. Now, that's another word for kind of a, a big word that, that's used a lot in churches. Uh, discipleship. Discipleship. Here's a, here's a simple definition of discipleship. Becoming like Jesus. Becoming like Jesus. Now, that's definitely... Uh, you know, a distinctive of our church because, you know, for a lot of churches and, and, and for a lot of people who call themselves Christians, discipleship is not so much about becoming like Jesus. For a lot of people, discipleship is all about information. All about information. It's all about uh, Bible study. Now, uh, don't get me wrong and, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Um, the right information is important. Okay, having a good biblical worldview is important. Good, sound uh, theology is important. All of that. But write this down. Spiritual growth, or another word for that would be maturity. Okay, growing up in Christ. Spiritual growth is not primarily about getting good information. But it's about life transformation. It's about becoming more and more 
like Jesus. You know, for a lot of churches, you know, the purpose of the pastor on Sunday morning is to spoon feed everybody all spiritual truth. You know what we want you to become here at Coastal? We want you to become a self-feeder. We do. I mean, you know, when you're like two and three or four years old and your parent, your mom or dad comes up to you and go, okay, open up, here it comes. You know, you play the little, uh, you know, airplane thing or the train, you try, you know, to jam the food into their face, you know, whatever. Like, again, that, that's cute when you're two and three, but when you're 30 and 40 and I'm still standing up here going, okay, everybody, open up your mouth, here it comes, you know. Like, listen, that's not my job. Now, my job is to communicate sound biblical truth and, you know, good theology. But we want you to become a self-feeder. You know what I want to see happen? I want to see you read your Bible. I mean, you, you have access to more information today than, than any time in the history of the world. You know, in fact, if, if discipleship and, and maturity and, and going deeper, you know, if that was all just about information, then you know what? Then the deepest, most mature people on the planet in the history of the world would have been the Pharisees and Sadducees. And yet, what did Jesus call them over and over again? You know what he said? He said, you're a bunch of deadly vipers. One time he called them whitewashed tombs. What did he mean by that? You know what he meant? He meant, well, you look pretty on the outside. You're clean and pretty and white on the outside, but on the inside, you're rotten to the core. You're dead. And in in other words, you can know all the facts. You can memorize the entire Bible. You can never miss a Sunday at church and still not know Jesus. And still not have a personal relationship with him. And still not become more and more like him every day. In fact, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 puts it this way. It says, he is the one who gave these gifts to the church. And he says, he gave some to be, the gifts to be the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and they're listening to this, and pastors and teachers. Now, and then it says what, what my responsibility is as a pastor. Here's what it says. Their responsibility is to what? Equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. So my job is to equip who? You to do what? What does it say? To do his work. So who's supposed to be doing the work of ministry? Not me. You know, it's not, you know my job is not to come in to do everything and you watch me and applaud me for doing everything. My job is to equip you to do it. That's what the Bible says. That doesn't mean I get a pass on serving and, and being involved in ministry or being a servant. No, no, no. It just says my primary role is to equip you. In fact, the word equip there in Greek, it's a really interesting word. It, it's, it's the Greek word kartatidzo and it means that they used it in the first century in reference to repairing fishing nets. In fact, fishermen would have these big, gigantic, like, saying, you know, casting nets, and uh, they would develop holes, and they would get, you know, spots that needed to be repaired, and they would cartatidzo them. They would fix them so that they could do what they are originally intended to do. And so my job is to do that with you. It's to help you to become what God intended you to become. And I like the illustration there of that word because our job is also to catch what? Fish. We're to be fishers of men, right? You see, maturity. In fact, let's continue. He says, our job is to equip God's people to do his work, to build up the church, the body of Christ, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be, what? What's the word? We will be 
mature and full grown in the Lord. Then he said, he kind of shows you what that looks like. What is that? What is maturity? What is, what is the, being fully grown in the Lord? He says, measuring up to the full stature of who? Christ. In other words, maturity is not just information. It's not just memorizing, memorizing you know, the Bible. It's not just never missing a Sunday of church. Maturity is becoming more and more like Jesus. That's discipleship. So, we find and experience life by loving God, loving people. L, I, by imitating Jesus and through the letter F, fellowship. Fellowship. That's what the letter F stands for in our life acrostic. Here's a simple definition of fellowship. Committing to and connecting with the family of God. Committing to and connecting with the family of God. The church is a family. The church is a family. Uh, Ephesians 2.19, listen to this. But you, who are no longer strangers to God, you know, you're, you're not a foreigner to heaven, but you are members of God's very own, what? Family. Citizens of God's country. And you belong in God's house, God's household, with every other Christian. Raise your hand if you're a part of an earthly family, okay? Pretty, everybody, right? Raise your hand, everybody. You're all part of an earthly family, right? You all got, you know, parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, so forth. We all are. We're all part of a family. Now, okay, you ready for this? Raise your hand if there are any whack jobs in your family. Okay. Should be everybody, right? If you're not raising your hand, you are the whack job in your family. Now, <laughs> raise your hand if at any time, now at any time, not just at Thanksgiving or Christmas, if any time you've ever felt like strangling a member of your very own family, okay? In fact, raise your hand if that person is sitting right next to you. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that, okay? Put your hands down. Um, now, what do you think happens? I mean, if that's true of your family, your own family, in fact, I mean, if you acted on your feelings in your own family, every single person in this room, you'd all be in jail, okay? You would. That's your family. Now, Here's the miracle of God. What do you think happens when you put 20, 50, 100, or 1,000 of those families together and we're all part then of the same family? You know what that's called? Crazy town. No, it's called, it's called the church. The church. That's the miracle. I mean, I mean, the reality, if you, if you think about it, you've got to come to the understanding that, yes, we're going to drive each other crazy sometimes. I mean, we are going to get on each other's last nerve on occasion. There are going to be times when, believe it or not, you ready for this? Pastor Chris is going to hurt your feelings. You know, I'm going to tell one too many cat jokes and you're not going to be able to take it. You know, listen, there are no perfect churches because there are no perfect people. But, because we've all been redeemed, because we've all been covered with the blood of Jesus, because we've all been forgiven, because we all have the power of the resurrection of the, of the Holy Spirit, we are also all going to love each other. You see, the goal is 1 Peter 3.8. Listen to this. You should be like one big what? Happy family. You ever go to a Chinese restaurant and get the happy family? You know, whatever that thing is. Um, you should be like one big happy family 
full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. That's the church. Now, as much as I love this, as much as I love our corporate gatherings, as much as I love Sunday morning, let me tell you something. This is not the best place to live out your faith. You know, this is not the best place and the best time to to get connected, to experience this family life together. At Coastal, we do that through something called what? Our life groups. Join a life group. Join a life group. Guess what? Last Sunday and this Sunday, inside your bulletin, you know what there is? There's a life group catalog. What are life groups? Life groups are groups of people, you know, sometimes 8 to 12, sometimes 15 to 20, sometimes a little bit more. Groups of people who meet all over Charleston in people's homes or sometimes here at our campus uh, for the purpose of, of growing together doing life together, growing in their faith, playing together, praying together, um, uh, studying together, laughing together, doing life together. That's a life group. In fact, today, uh, during the summer, we have a very short semester of life group. It's only uh, five weeks long, just five weeks. Anybody can do anything for five weeks. There's 13 different groups. I would challenge you and encourage you to join a life group. Why? Because we've got spots to fill and because you know, we're, we're taking attendance and we're going to give you an attendance pen at the end of the year. No. Because that's where life is found. That's how you experience life. That's how we share life. That's how we grow in discipleship. That's how we sometimes worship God by expressing love to him there. It's where life is found. So you could sign up today for a life. You sign up on your, on your uh, Connect card. You can sign up there. Uh, you could sign up on uh, the back table back there. In fact, wow, uh, my Bod for God group has got like I think 40 people signed. We're like on the third page, I think. And uh, so we're going to walk all over Charleston uh, for five weeks. We're going to pray together, hold each other accountable, and encourage one another. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So Coastal, we exist to share. and We're almost done, I promise. We're, we exist to share and experience the life of Jesus. We do that by loving God, loving people. Look at your outline. Imitating Jesus, uh, fellowship. And then the letter E stands for evangelism. You probably already figured that out. Uh, evangelism. A simple definition of evangelism is, is just sharing the good news. Sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus. In fact, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we talked earlier about the great commandment. Well, uh, people call this the great commission. Jesus said this, therefore go, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always even to the end of the age. That's our mission. We're to go. We're to go and make disciples. We're to reach people. We're again to share the life of Jesus. Now, how do we do that at Coastal? Our strategy is very simple. Two words, uh, invest and invite. That's it. Invest and invite. Build a relationship, build a friendship, and invite somebody to Coastal. You know, one of the reasons I think building relationships is so important today is because people who are outside the church they may never hear the message of Jesus or get to see it lived out in somebody else's life. Instead, the only impression they're ever getting of what it looks like to follow Jesus is what they see on television. I'll be honest with you, I can't stomach most Christian television. You know, or it's what they see of the guy on the street corner screaming and yelling at everybody. That's people's impression of a follower of Jesus today. And so part of changing that, part of changing the perception that people have about followers of Jesus, it, it, it happens in the context of relationships. 
relationships that they have with you and me where they, where they get to see and experience something other than the stereotype that screams in their face all the time. And that's, how, that's why we're so passionate here at Coastal about helping, under, helping, helping other people understand that we're on a mission. And again, listen, when, when you become a part of Coastal, you're not joining a church, you're joining a mission. You are helping accomplish the mission of God on this planet. We are called to be missionaries in our community. Where you live, where you work, where you play, you are called to build a friendship with somebody. Last week we talked about, you know, sharing your story, sharing your faith. There are people, you know, where you live, where you work, where you play, they just need to see what does a follower of Jesus look like. They need to hear your story. Again, we don't just go to church here. We are the church. And that mission is to share Jesus with people. Again, what's our purpose? Is to share and experience the life of Jesus. And we do that here by loving God, loving people, imitating Jesus, fellowship, being a part of the family of God, connecting to and committing to the family, and through sharing that that mission with the world around us. That's life. You know, you're looking to find yourself. You're looking for meaning or purpose. That's it. It's found in the life of Jesus, sharing and experiencing that. Let me ask you another question, though. I want to close with this. How about you personally? Are you dead or alive? Have you stepped across that line of faith? Have you personally given your life and put your faith in the one and only one who ever came back from the dead and told the world all about it? and turn this world upside down. His name is Jesus. And he came back from the dead. And he is alive. And if you've not yet put your faith in him, it's not about going to church. If you've not yet built a personal relationship with Jesus, ask him to come into your life, forgive you of your sins, to be your friend. You might just have religion and you're still dead in your sin. But you can come alive today. You can experience a resurrection today. Meaning and purpose that's found in Jesus. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal, or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, Check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.